Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast by the Fan Critical Podcast Network. This is it, everybody. The moment we have waited, in some cases, decades for, if you've been reading the books. Um, this is the end of Game of Thrones. We now know, in theory, how the show <laughs> and the story ends. Uh, I think I'd be clear at this point. There's going to be massive spoilers for the whole of Game. Yeah, sorry, I'm just you know. There's going to be massive spoilers for the whole of Game of Thrones. So if you haven't seen the final episode yet, please do go watch it. Be prepared to be (laughs) disappointed. I don't know. As always, I am joined by the gang, the lords and ladies of Westeros. I'm joined by John with House Tarly. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, mate. Oh, no, good to see you. Uh, Lucy representing House Stark, very important in this episode. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm back. And even more important in this episode is unbelievably <laughs> House Tully represented by Gareth. This is your time to shine, Gaz. Are you going to let me finish? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good from you. Um, very good from be- you. Very, very good. Uh, so we've just watched the finale. As I said, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back, listen to this. It's happened. We've watched it together. We've spent years watching the show together, talking about this show together. You will hear our live reactions throughout this episode as we react to certain moments in this um, yeah. interesting finale. The reactions aren't that good, to be honest with you, other than just disgust at times. But I'm going to start with you, Lucy. Nope. Um, you weren't here last week. You didn't get to see the death of your beloved Jamie Lannister. No. Um, I want your thoughts Ouch. on the finale and maybe a word on our boy Jamie and uh, your blueberry score for the episode. And please do... Uh, explain the blueberry scoring system for any new listeners out there okay so i haven't been here for the last two weeks and <laughs> i do have to give a bit of context because i think it's going to add to my score for this week um mm. i thought the last two episodes i literally hated them um <laughs> I, I didn't even shed i didn't shed one tear for jamie Good start. because the fact that he went back to cersei and yeah. all his character arc was undone I just felt nothing I mean you guys watched with me as I shed tears over Jorah and Theon and I thought those deaths were earned and they were done in such a way that you really felt it and it had meaning and I felt with with John not John with um Jamie it just I the fact that he went back to Cersei I was so pissed off by the time he's dead I was like good fuck you wow yeah I didn't cry I wasn't upset I, I hated the last episode um so what would you have given the last episode? Blueberry. Two, two blueberries. Two and the one before as well. I hated, I mean, I was really, would be less. I, no, I was really um, disappointed in them. So going into this finale, I was, my thoughts, my hopes were not high. And I, I, I will, oh, I'm going to go through the blueberry scale first. So yeah, for yeah. those that haven't listened, the Educate. blueberry scale is a scale from zero blueberries to five, zero being the worst, five being the best. Um, it's quite a harsh scale because you can have no halves. So you're going to have to make a decision. <laughs> okay, which side are you on, boy? Which side are you on? Mm. Or girl. Or girl. Yeah, it's a song. Billy Bragg, look it up. Um, oh, oh, Jesus. done you. So my blueberry <laughs> score for this episode, shockingly, um, okay, I've got a little confession to make. Oh. John, John might already know. I did watch this earlier. What? I was off work sick. <laughs> See that? That, I'm sorry. The betrayal. I'm sorry. That has broken the a betrayal. severe trust in the podcast group. Oh my God. Wondered why you were quiet during reactions. No, I, I tried to do my reactions. <laughs> Go on then, Lucy, continue. We're angry at her. Don't be angry. I mean, are you going to do a John and you're going to forgive me or are you going to do Daenerys and you're going to burn me to death? 
it's not a great finale, but I wasn't as disappointed in it as I was in the previous episodes. I really? think, yeah, really? I think I'd lost all hope. So I was just like, yeah, anything, anything goes. So I'm going to give it three blueberries. Whoa. Three blueberries I, from I Lucy. That's I an know. interesting score. Uh, John, your disdain at that score is very interesting. I'm going to throw it over to you next. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> I, you know, people will hear throughout the episode, your live reactions, <laughs> some of the things you were saying, some of the things that we all predicted as a group before this season. Lucy's broken a sacred trust amongst I'm us podcasters. I'm going to look up in the group because somebody watched it. I'm telling you now, you, you broke a sacred trust. I'm telling you now. John, run it to you. Go, shoot, bloob me. Well, <clears throat> shoot is a uh, is is relevant. Yeah. Um, oh man, I'm just right. So this is episode six, episode three. Yeah, three episodes ago, mm. I was pretty like emotive. Adamant. In, well, it was just like I was gushing at how. Yeah amazing episode three was yeah you caused tears i reckon some of our listeners might have been in tears from that impassioned <laughs> speech that you gave has said feedback is always like john's little monologue or john's Immoral. reactions are really moving no people <laughs> say that it's moving and poignant yeah hitler-esque at times so <laughs> no, that's just that later that's just the hair right this episode it's i, I feel dead inside because this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh, um, I'm 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 broken, man. I'm right. bowed. I'm Ge- bent. Genuinely, I'm broken. Bastards and broken things. I'm more broken than the fella that has no emotion in a wheelchair. That's how broken I am. Mm. Um, I just I, I have conflicting emotions because, again, we started this podcast, and look, I. I there's a certain amount of reflect of reflection where you go, you know, when Gaz moved to Australia, he paid me money to be Len's friend, and then he stopped paying me, and I was like, <laughs> well, I don't need to speak to him anymore. But Gareth, Gareth was like, look, just look after him, and for the most part, I've ignored that. But then this podcast came along, and you know, I started podding with Len, and I was like, Do you know what, he's alright, isn't he? Good guy. And that was because yeah, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I blame Game now, of Thrones. And the money that I was still paying. Yeah. So <laughs> now, at this point, I feel like I need a fucking refund because the last 18 <laughs> months or 20 months feels like a lie because this episode <laughs> is barbaric. Yeah. It's terrible. Nothing against my character, though. Um, <laughs> When you watch, like... Imagine watching, like, an advert of something that's popular. So it's got all the same characters, might even have all the same settings. Kind of like a comic relief kind of thing. Yeah. Where you watch it and you're like, they're all a bit weird, aren't they? Like, it's the same characters, but they're all a bit different. Yeah. That's it. This whole episode is that. And there's one scene at the end oh, yeah. where I was so angry because I was like, are they taking the piss? Like, has... Has some like Saudi billionaire bought the rights to this show because they hate me and want to destroy my life? If you're a Saudi billionaire, this we is love a you terrible, equally. terrible, terrible episode. Now I do the worst of Netflix, and I zero bloob stuff that I feel is just just appalling, appalling stuff where it has no right, it has no right to be made. 
Leo the Lion is is a classic example of someone that it was like they look. You have to make an animation in twenty four hours. I'm going to kill your family. Like, <laughs> so I just get any old shit out. Just get any old shit out. Um, this has no excuse. It's for me. It's destroyed the whole thing. Um, oh this no. is a zero blue episode. Oh my god! god. Whoa! You're just angry. No, it's, Whoa, it's, it's it hasn't no, destroyed the whole thing, surely. No, it, it has because there are things that happen in this episode that make no sense, and there are things that are so terrible that you just laugh throughout the whole thing. I felt no emotion at all, and there are parts where, and not to trample all over your um, uh, analysis, Len, but you were like, oh, you know. Uh, Peter Dinklage was amazing in that scene. Well, yes, but the scene shouldn't be happening because mm. the scene makes no sense. Mm. So it doesn't matter how good your acting is because if you're in a scene, if it was just Peter Dinklage or Tyrion in a subway ordering a sandwich, you'd be like, well, yeah, well, wonderful. That was wonderful acting. You know, I really believe that he likes ranch sauce, but he shouldn't be there. So it's a terrible episode. Throwing it to Gareth, who's been outside of the friction of the group because he's in Australia, <laughs> literally 15,000 kilometres away from us, Gareth, what are your thoughts on the finale? Good geo stats, mate. Well done. Thank you. Um, it's annoying having to go after John sometimes, isn't it? Can we save him till last in all future episodes? Mm. It's um, mate, if they keep on with this, mate, this will be the last one I do. So, <laughs> well, <sighs> just wait for Aya's spin-off show. That'll well, we did actually joke about that. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, this is it, it's it's really sad. It's really sad. And it feels like um, like Game of Thrones has been such a huge part of our lives, really, for a long time, like nearly ten years. And it's almost like it's almost like having a brother that you're like a member of the family that you're really proud of, and <laughs> you're just you you just want everybody to or know sister. about how or sister, um, how well your brother or sister is is doing, or and cousin. you want everyone. <laughs> Uh, you want everybody to be aware of how great they are and then you realize everybody does know everybody's paying attention everybody is as invested in how well your brother or sister or cousin is doing and you just you have this sense of pride and you you know that you'll be proud of them no matter what happens and that's that's how I felt about this this show and yet it got to this point where it's like Okay, this is the this is the part where your brother or sister or cousin has gone through their their success. They're on the way. They they've hit the heights of fame and they have been they've been they've been tainted and they've they they've come out the other end of a drug addiction and they're trying <laughs> to make they're trying to they're trying to make one last album or whatever or like do their tour and they're just a mess. They're an absolute shambles. They're they're not the person that you that you knew that you grew up with that you were proud of, and they have let themselves go. And it doesn't. It's not that. It's not that I'm angry or that um, I hated it. I'm just really, really sad for it. And I'm like, it's time now for you to go back to rehab and stay there <laughs> forever. I I just what they've done to these characters is just beyond a joke. The 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 motivations now make zero sense. It's it's like 
I mean, I remember people used to make a joke about George R. R. Martin rolling dice to see whether people lived or died. It feels like they've done they've done that with their characters in the last three over the last three years. Except except it's just roll the dice to see what they do, and I I just. I just, I can't, I, I didn't feel any passion for anything that happened. There were moments that if you had told me that that was going to happen three years ago, I would have absolutely lost my shit. But as it happened on t- on TV in front of me, I just, I sat there and was like, meh, fine, whatever. Didn't, didn't mm, bother me. And yeah. that's kind of how I, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to, to do a John and zero bloob this because it's Game of Thrones and, like I say, I could never zero bloob a member of my family, um, but it is it's it's one of the worst ways it could have ended because it's ended so flat and just un- uncaring. Um, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it two blueberries because there are some moments in there that are kind of cool, mainly the first fifteen minutes, and also it gets another blueberry for being. A member of my family. Yeah, that's that's fair, mate. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to follow this, but um, it's a travesty. It, it's mm. it's just heartbreaking. And I, I think the thing is, like you said just there, genuinely, I even said to the guys here after the first fifteen or twenty minutes, I was like, really liking this episode. Visually stunning. Yeah. Uh, the reactions of Peter Dinklage, uh, even John, to an extent, when they're wandering the streets of King's Landing, are you? Uh, absolutely decimated. Some of the destruction there, very rem- reminiscent of sort of uh, concentration camp sort of stuff, you know, wandering this place, piles of bodies, Second World War imagery. Uh, I, I actually really liked it in terms, not the imagery, but in terms of just the way that it made made me feel and made me react to this horrible thing that Danny had done. But this is atrocious. I mean, to end to end a saga this way, for me, and I'm not saying this against George in any way, shape or form, because he has given <laughs> the bullet points to the showrunners. And, you know, who knows whether they've followed them to the letter of the law. Uh, I don't think they have. But I do think some of these things will well, happen. Maybe they have. Yeah, but some of these if things. You talk, of, if you're talking bullet points, yeah. maybe that's just all they had to work with. Uh, right? No, they're working with these bullet points. And look, I don't argue with many of the bullet points. It just feels so rushed. It feels so unearned. It feels so mm. unmotivated. It feels as though the showrunners, for their own sanity, have decided to, you know, ruin six, seven years worth of work because. They just didn't want to do they it anymore. They couldn't be bothered anymore. They couldn't be bothered to see it through. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. It is 100% true. HBO begged them for more episodes. Begged. They want this show to go on for longer. And they've they what they've done by doing this, it, it just hurts my soul. You know, we're all friends and we read the books multiple times and we watched the show together. And like you said, John, episode three was stunning. I actually thought it was a stunning episode. And I think now when people are critical of that episode, they'll go back and they'll look at it and go, you know what? That actually was a phenomenal episode. Yeah. This for me, the, the the degradation of the show in the last three episodes is is something I've never seen before. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a big Lost fan. I was more emotional and more satisfied with the Lost finale than I was for this show. This was flatter than a pancake. Ooh. It was horrible. Ooh. It was horrible to watch because Dutch I didn't. Pancakes are quite thick. Yeah, 
<laughs> Fair enough. I wasn't. I wasn't care. I wasn't. I didn't care. I just didn't care. You know, I was shouting at the TV just in more in anger than anything. You know, it, it's just horrible to it not. It was just stupid. And I think like what John said about you're watching these characters and you're like, that's not you. Like, not, you're not behaving the mm. way. That's not you. That's not you. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't hear that. <laughs> I don't want it. Well, why is you know? It just felt like I think I said we chatted to one of our Patreons um, last week, me, Gaz, and Emma. Jamie. Um, Jamie. Jamie, yeah, shout Jamie. out. Jamie. Um, and we were talking about this and I said, it felt like they just given these bullet points that you mentioned mm. to people and said, right, you've just got to get these characters from there to there. Exactly. It doesn't matter how. <laughs> just, it just needs to be done. Like, you know, when you're at uni or at school and you've got min- like minimal time you've left yeah. to do your coursework or whatever, and you're like, it just needs to be done. Yeah. It doesn't need to be good. But it just needs to be submitted. Here's, here's the thing about that, though. Like, I'm not, look, the showrunners, Benioff and Weiss, they did a fantastic job for six seasons until mm. they decided this accelerated pace. And, you know, to be fair, to give them one piece of support is the fact that, you know, they never wanted to be in the situation where the books weren't finished before the show. That is on George. That is on George for not writing these books fast enough. So they, they've been in a unique position, a position that has never been done in, in like show business before, where they, based on a book... And the show is overtaking the book and they don't know the correct character motivations. The stuff that George wrote was fantastic. The books are fantastic. And the fact that they've had to ad-lib on this is just going to show how good a fucking writer George R. R. Martin is. Because mm. when the stuff is based on his dialogue, some of the best scenes of the show are based on his dialogue and his character motivations. It is a fantastic show. Now, it is a joke. It is essentially a soap opera and the characters have devolved into nothingness. You've seen the degradation of the characters. Daenerys is nothing now. If you're a Daenerys fan, I feel sorry for you. If your kid is named Khaleesi, I feel sorry for you. If your kid is named Danny, I feel sorry for you. Because it fucking... They have bastardised that character. Yeah. Jon Snow, sidelined. The only character who got any sort of credence is Peter Dinklage's Tyrion because he's a fantastic actor. And other than that, I have to say... He was written like an absolute trope for the last two seasons. So anyway, anyway, I'm annoyed. Sorry, I was just going on a rant. Two blueberries for me. It would get a one. I'm giving it two because the first 20 minutes are very good. I think they're excellent. The imagery is very good. I actually like the tragic story. (laughs) I like the fact that the bullet points. But you're right, John. This felt like it was a hoax. It felt like other characters had inhabited our characters and they were trying to do something. George, you have years now to not... You could be a hero, George. George R. R. Martin could be a hero now. He can release two books that are going to blow us out of the water and go, how the fuck did they fuck this up so bad? Because that is genuinely how I feel. And when I read the books, I hope I feel satisfied. We have their inner monologues, their inner motivations. We'll understand where the characters are coming from. But right now, for a character-based show, the last three episodes are a travesty. So, sorry about that, listeners. We're not very happy. But we're going to jump into the plot, <sighs> point by point. And before we do that, we're going to have a quick advert. Kill the boy, Jon Snow. Winter is almost upon us. Kill the boy. And let the man be born. Hello, everybody. Sorry for our negative beginning to this episode, but let's be positive and let's look at what's coming out at Fan Critical and Bastards and Broken Things, to be fair. If you are listening to Bastards and Broken Things, please do subscribe to our main hub, which is called Fan Critical. This channel will be, you know, having a bit less activity in the coming weeks and months. Um, so we would implore you to switch over to Fan Critical's main channel. Please do subscribe where all of our main content is released. We have a lot of good things coming up. John and Gareth are continuing 
the worst of Netflix series. Yeah. Hilarious take on the worst things and properties on Netflix. Please do check that out. Oh, so the next thing we're going to be covering is this episode. <laughs> oh, good. Good for yeah. you. Good for good. me, to be fair. Next up as well, Black Mirror has just been announced for the start of June. Three yeah. episodes, and we love Black Mirror here. It's one of our favourite things basically to cover because it's so interesting uh the way that it comments on technology and if you haven't seen black mirror before it's all on netflix go check it out now get ready for the new season and if you haven't seen it you don't even need to have because they're all self-contained stories which are amazing things to cover so we will be doing that at the start of june stranger things is coming out in july so we're also doing that plus we'll be doing detective pikachu very soon me john and gareth when gareth gets around to seeing it not only that we do have a patreon account yes Patreon is a thing that people do, and we do it as well because we want to make more content for you guys. Uh, you do more get money, surely. Well, we want to make more money as well, yeah, and yeah. more content for those guys. Lovely money. Lo- John loves his money. So, um, so good money. Lovely, lovely money. But we uh, we actually have a couple of tiers there where you can check us out. Uh, you get cast it episodes, which is the most basic tier, where we recast famous shows and films with different actors. You know, everything's getting rebooted these days. We reboot them with different actors, but we always try and have a comedic spin on it. Always good fun. Bloody Lucy and Emma just done Jurassic Park, haven't they? I mean, I'm annoyed they did that one without us, to be honest with you. Fucking raging. Because that, that would have been a good one to do. Yeah. Annoying, so but there you go. that's what happens. We crushed it, though. You did. Very good. Go check that out. Patreon.com forward slash fancritical. And if you support us on Patreon, not only do you get the benefits of cast it or being in the podcast yourself, you also get a little shout out. So uh, a couple of shout outs this week. In the Game of Thrones season eight finale the game of thrones series finale that's pretty mad isn't it uh first shout out shout out is to anna martin thank you anna very much for your support on patreon we really do appreciate it not only that we know you're a big fan of the game of thrones content so um thank you for interacting with us thank you for donating to us we really do appreciate every ounce of support also benjamin scottford uh, you're a legend. Thank you for getting involved in the Patreon and sponsoring us as well. Um, we have received your messages about the finale. We will be getting back to you very, very shortly. We didn't want to read them because we hadn't seen the episode yet. Um, we'll get back to you with our thoughts after recording and editing this. So I mean, thank you very much. By the time you hear this, I'll have replied. So, but, yeah, yeah, that's right. Lucy's in charge of the Patreon. So inner workings thank you very much benjamin thank you for your support uh so if you want to support us on patreon it's patreon.com forward slash fan critical that is patreon.com forward slash fan critical thank you <laughs> let's jump into the plot of this episode which is entitled the iron throne why didn't they call it dream of spring raging anyway let's go plot i have a tender spot in my heart crittles bastards and broken things let's jump into it let's talk about things we did like and i think the first 20 minutes definitely we all kind of agreed Pretty good. Uh, after the King's Landing... Speeding along. <laughs> speeding along. First 20 minutes, pretty good. Right, now let's discuss everything else. <laughs> after King's Landing is nearly destroyed, Grey Worm executes all captured soldiers as Tyrion and John and Davos want, and Aya wander the streets of a uh, decimated King's Landing. Mm. Thoughts over there, Gareth, on this opening salvo from the showrunners? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh the the guy wandering past in a in a daze with yep. sort of and then apparently sort of all the the skin on his back missing yeah was pretty horrendous burns um Mr. but burns. yeah like you say sort of <laughs> very um, um reminiscent of many a World War Two 
movie, isn't it? Very much so. It reminded. I was saying to Lucy. I was saying to Lucy here, Gaz, that and John yeah. that it was. It was very reminiscent of um, sort of the scene out of Saving Private Ryan and and Band of Brothers. Yes. Uh, yeah, Saving Band of Brothers or whatever, like a World War Two thing. Any World War Two film, which iconically always has a scene of the Allied troops discovering the concentration camps. You know, mm. snowy, desolate uh, backgrounds. You know, people just wandering, you know, aimlessly, you know, devoid of emotion. It's that, it's that thing. It's that horrible realisation that the something terrible has just happened. And I, you know, it is akin to genocide in this medieval setting. But the difference, the difference there as well is normally that's um, the Allied forces seeing what, what the Nazis had done. Yeah. This is as if you, you were a Nazi and you've just discovered, oh shit, we're the bad guys. Yeah. Very good point. Um, Very good point. I also, also, big, big question here. Aya, where the fuck's her horse? <sighs> I mean, about the horse. Pointless horse. I said it before we started recording, and then John told me to save it for the podcast. But I, what was the point in that scene? Tell me. What was the point? Say that about what was the point? Series. Tell me what the point of that scene was. No, but to be fair though, go on. So that horse, on. she <laughs> jumped on it, and it took a nowhere. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a lot of speculation actually in uh, on Reddit and you know on a lot of the forums that we we're part of. And sorry, the forums that we we're part of forums. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the speculation was that Bran was inhabiting that horse, and that was a very touching. I'm sure he has done, but apparently his dick does work. So it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> oh, good point. But no, but so, and he's supposed to be our king. <laughs> Spoiler warning! It meant nothing. It meant yeah. that scene meant nothing at the end of last no. week's episode. Well, I, I was getting, I was getting giddy with it. Like that la, sounds la, like la, a Will Smith song, doesn't it? Getting giddy with it. Oh, I, but I, I was, I, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was a certainty that Aya was on the way to kill Daenerys. Yes, Do you remember that was my prediction from last yep. week. Mm. Yep. I mean, uh, it, four minutes into this, I was like, "Well, fuck me, my prediction's way off. It's definitely not happening." <laughs> <sighs> was it the bit where she went well I'm not going to kill Daenerys so don't like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm going on adventures around the world um, <laughs> but I thought Tyrion I thought Tyrion in this scene Lucy and I, and I will say this right now I think Peter Dinklage was phenomenal in this episode I, I think I think you know considering his character has been oh, just nothing compared to the Tyrion of the books especially in these last two seasons I think Peter Dinklage has been phenomenal he won an Emmy last year I wouldn't be surprised if he wins an Emmy this year because I, I do think his his scenes, especially with fight John's a bit, it's really annoying. Especially with finding uh, Jamie and Cersei in in, in the the crypts of Red, uh, the Red Keep was actually very good, um, and even his scene with John later on, which we'll talk about. But he he smashed it in terms of his acting ability. You can only act what you are given. Exactly, and he did heighten um, the material that he was given. I felt like the scene with his discovery of Jamie and Cersei, I mean, Terrible. kind of emotional. Terrible. I liked also, it. So I hate that they were reunited, so fuck them. Like. I'll tell you why that scene is <laughs> terrible. Because Len was like, he's going to find his golden hand sticking out of the rock. And I was like, that would be <laughs> fucking awful. And it happened. So um, it did no, genuinely happen. I'll tell you, why, tell you why else it was terrible. If they had stood... Anywhere else in that cabin, <laughs> yes. they would have been all right. Yeah. Correct. They could have like, run. Just move, move four meters to the right. You're absolutely fine. Stupid. And who gets killed by being 
like drowned in rocks Some when bricks. you're literally there's one brick above you like they're on the surface for fuck's sakes if someone drowns in the water you won't find them right at the top of the water at the bottom of the ocean for fuck's sakes unless they were killed by someone and also their heads it doesn't were make sense intact. so if they've been killed by bricks their faces and heads were fine they looked fine <laughs> Stupid. Nothing wrong with them. How did he get down there and happen to find them? If, if Len is writing these scenes to a T, you know it's fucking shit. <laughs> but I mean, I agree that his performance was really good. And you know, this is the one episode. <laughs> Tyrion finessed the shit out of it. He became, you know, the imp and he did what he needed to do. And he got the end result that he wanted. Mm. Other than being dumb all the time. Like in the last two series seasons. <laughs> dumb, boy. Are you dumb? Yes. So dumb. But he was right. really good in this app. Don't, yeah, Tyrion, very good. And let's jump up, jump up to uh, a scene. Uh, <laughs> just above Tyrion. <laughs> just lose my words for this episode. Uh, <laughs> always well, jumping up to him, isn't it? Up. As they've wandered the streets and seen the, the carnage that Daenerys has wrought upon the city, um, Daenerys rallies the Unsullied and Dothraki, declaring to liberate all of Westeros and the entire world. Once again, Hitler imagery. Gareth, go. Ugh, the imagery. This, the, uh, to be fair, actually, when I watched it, I, I, I thought to myself, I was like, this looks so fucking cool. Now, this is the moment when um, John's walking up the stairs yeah. and sees Danny coming towards him like as, as he's getting higher and higher up. And behind Danny, Drogon unfurls his wings... Yeah. And so yep. Daenerys looks oh, yeah. like a fucking dragon. It's really cool. Mm. But I did think, I actually thought to myself, I was like, that's cool. Then I thought, John's going to be pissing himself watching that and think that's terrible. Um, so I'm interested to hear if you enjoyed that imagery, John. What, the wings just behind her? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I thought it was all right. I thought it was, oh, you know, I mean, Jesus. We'll probably go back and insert the reaction, and I'm like, "Fucking shit!" No, um, you were spewing, but no, <laughs> I, I I liked it. It was a good shot. Um, yeah, good. But I'm not watching a 90 minute without adverts TV episode for one shot. Like, okay, yeah, it's fine, but I mean, how overt do you want to be with the? Oh no, but she's unleashed the dragon. So now we're gonna just have a scene with her walking with a new dress out of nowhere. Um, and now dress. she's got wings. Now it's a nonsense, mm. man. But um, music, music was good though as well, wasn't it? Well, look, the one thing uh, we can't fault this season is Raymond Duardi because stop Raymond. Raymond Duardi <laughs> because he has been fucking phenomenal, and the music is iconic Everybody at times. Loves yeah. Raymond Duardi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the imagery was very overt. I thought it was shot excellently. I do like the way that she, you know after doing this terrible act has has come out and she you know the thing she was saying about waging war this is you know there needs to be a master of war who she gives to to Grey Worm yeah. and then there is going to be good fir- job title a very cool you job title yeah. yeah but the way that she articulated master of sewers yeah and <laughs> master of <laughs> war master of the house no it was just a sh- it's just a shame that, that assistant she, to the team leader mm, it's just a, it's a shame <laughs> that she felt that she needed to to have this speech to basically say I'm waging war on the whole of the world still like yeah. to, to the reach mm. you know to the fucking Summer Isle they're lovely all they do is fuck at the Summer Isle isn't it uh, who knows mate we haven't seen enough of the I Summer Isle see any of it no that's that's no that's, you're thinking Skagos 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 
The Skagheads yeah. in Skagos in the northern Cannibal Island. Scotland. Okay. <laughs> Basically well, Scotland. Summer Island sounds lovely. If you're from so, Scotland, yeah. we apologise. But how is she going to... What is she thinking? Like, we need to free them. But if you're the Queen, who are you freeing them from? Hmm. Uh, it, it, don't worry about that. You, don't, yeah, don't, don't worry about logic. You're thinking too much. Don't, don't worry about it. Just don't, burn no one. Don't think... Don't think, because later on we'll get in the episode, because thinking is dangerous Too when, you, much when thinking. you start questioning things. But the imagery is good. Tyrion walks up to Daenerys. I love this scene. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Best scene of the episode for me, uh, where he said, you know, she says, you freed your brother. I don't know how she knows that. Um, Obviously. You, you know, that's, ty- that's, that's treason. Tyrion just goes, you slaughtered a city. And he pulls the hand of the pin off and he throws it down the stairs fucking love that love that scene from Tyrion love that scene it would have been funnier if as uh, (laughs) I think as Lucy was saying whilst you were watching it if he'd have just thrown it at her face he should have because that is (laughs) quite a weighty pin that would have been been quite funny dead by pin dead by pin and I that would be interesting hits in the head she falls down the steps dead killed by the hand yeah that'd be good Mm. at least Jon Snow might get a bare ending by my own hand um, John Snow, speaking of him, Aegon Targaryen, Aegon the Sixth, is just standing there watching as this goes on. Clueless. Aegon the Watcher. <sighs> he's my favourite character, man, and he's just getting well, apart from Jamie, and, and Jamie's gone, so now he's my favourite character by default, <laughs> and he's just getting sidelined in this episode like a little bitch, like a little someone who's not got the thought process that, and who's not done the things that he's done, you know. And he's then uh, he's terrible in this episode. Terrible. I mean, but he's, no, he's written terrible. Be, in this yeah, episode. it's not his fault. Be, I, you know, Kit Harrington. There's, a, there's an interview. There's an interview. Sorry, Gareth. There's an interview with Kit Harrington where someone says to him, "What in one word describe yeah. the ending of Game of Thrones?" And honestly, the look on his face when he says it, I think it's genuine. He says, "Disappointing." Mm. I think he is raging at the stuff that he's been given these last three episodes because it is a travesty. He is the centerpiece of the story. He is a song of ice and fire, and he is being <laughs> sidelined like an absolute buffoon. An absolute well, buffoon. Sorry, Gareth, what, you can make continue. What's he? Be fair though. In in reality, even even the actual real John that we know and love, what's he going to do in this situation? Like in front of all the Dothraki and the the Unsullied, he can't. He can't. Just start beating up Danny. Like, yeah, Gaz. <laughs> uh, that is another scene out of Mortal Kombat. But no. Um, okay, Gareth. The slugs her. Okay, Gareth. I'll ask you this question then. Let's move on to the next scene where Tyrion is uh, captured and said, "You know, you're a traitor. He's imprisoned by the Unsullied at Daenerys's behest." Mm. Uh, John goes into the room and has a conversation with Tyrion. Tell me now that Jon Snow doesn't have a better conversation in the books than the one he has with Tyrion right here and now. Oh my God. Okay. So, so do not defend him is, at the stairs when he's got this opportunity in private to have a genuine conversation. This, I, I love this because he goes in and he's like to Tyrion, he says, um, look, I can't justify what happened and I'm, I'm not going to try. And then, and then 30 seconds later, he goes, yeah, but Miss Andy got beheaded. <laughs> and he's just trying to justify about, though, like... Does not surely you've got to you've got to see this like you can't you can't watch this episode and give it blueberries surely I have to give it some blueberries John just <laughs> no, because production value alone no but fuck fuck the production value 
Well, well I, that is a part of it. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, okay, whoa, fine, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a travesty. I don't watch it and go, the editing shit, the music shit. I go, there's there's things that I like in this episode. I like, I like Peter Dinklage's performance. It has some value. I like some of the bullet points. I like the fact, the tragedy of the Daenerys and Jon story. I do I know, enjoy that. But, you know, I don't know, like... spits on a bit of glass in 4K. You don't go, fucking hell, look at the way that's dribbling down the fucking side of the glass. I might. <laughs> I might as well. I that like 4K. Um, yeah. It's just like... it. Uh, it's stupid. not that it doesn't make any sense. It's it's an insult to people that have watched the character mm. develop on a TV show and through yeah. the books. It's like they've just gone, oh, don't worry about any of that. Right? That's been the yeah. same in the last he's couple in of episodes. Like... This is John from EastEnders. Like, it's, well, he's got no depth as a character to not turn around and go, this is terrible. Why is he going in there and like, oh no, but all it is, is... A mate was killed, so don't... And Rhaegal was shot out the sky by Euron. Like, no, oh, might be the... easy for you. You're not on the battlefield. It's like, he's watching these people be burned, John. Like, don't defend it because you're Tyrion's losing all more line ground. about, look, I love her, but, you know, you love them more successfully. Oh, my God. Boxy stuck I, I thought... her in the... Oh, look, come on, man. Like, are you having a laugh, mate? I honestly thought they were going to break out into song at one point. <laughs> like, Tyrion's, Tyrion's like... Love is ruthless. Love is hard. And John's like, love is the only way. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Honestly, fucking X Factor, man. It's shit. <laughs> However, some of the most musical episodes, like the musical episode of Buffy was very good. The musical episode of Scrubs is very good. Have you heard that the would have been better. of Podrick singing Jenny? Yeah, Rose, it's amazing. So it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good I remix. Love. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Let's just turn this into a singing podcast. This is how far we've fallen. <laughs> and we haven't, we haven't to turn this podcast into a musical sometimes you, for it to be entertaining. That, you know, sometimes you podcast long, long enough to become oh, the uh, theatrical singer. Are you not yeah, I, I do think that Tyrion and Peter Dinklage was very good in this scene. I think John's character massively sidelined. You know, it just didn't... Yeah. It's like you you are a Stark and a Targaryen. A what? Sorry. Uh, blah, blah, blah. A Stark and a Targaryen. A yeah. And it's just like, that is now apparently relevant. And he's just gone back to being dumb as fuck. I'm a Stargaryen, all right? Leave me alone. It's just <laughs> so like, what I don't, are you I don't want about? it. I don't I d- want it. I don't get it. <laughs> We're not asking if you want it. I'm telling you that the person who does want it is fucking mental. So you need to do something about it. Something that you've done throughout your whole life. But that's is not our choice. You're honourable, okay. but you've done things that don't, you know, they go against the grain. Like letting the wildlings through the wall and, you know. Shagging someone when you're meant to be in the Night's Watch. John is someone who is like his father, but also has the ability to transcend that and make correct decisions at times. <laughs> and it feels like well, he it used to be. He's not done that this season, you know. It, used to be cool. it just doesn't feel. It used to be cool. Doesn't feel right. Does not feel right. <laughs> hey man, you if used Tyrion to be cool, cool. yeah. If Tyrion yeah, said yeah. that, imagine. Come on, man. Mate, that would fit cool. into this. Mm. Really would. <laughs> so, after that telling scene where Tyrion is trying to manipulate Jon into doing the right thing and killing, by saying you used to be cool, by saying you used to be cool, <laughs> and um, I still can be. Yeah. And killing Daenerys. I don't want to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. Uh, John then confronts Daenerys in the throne room. This should have been a very emotional scene where Daenerys approaches the Iron Throne after 
seasons now and years of our lives mm. trying to watch her this this girl who has come yeah. from nothing who feels very entitled as we've said she but is entitled very entitled yeah. and comes from nothing uh, and achieves has been through these horrors performed miracles and you know the dream very dismissive <laughs> no but the dream scenario is I'm dismissive because the scene is dismissive the scene is a dismissive scene oh it's good that yeah. we don't care about the fact that she's approaching the Iron yeah. Throne mm. she doesn't even fucking no. sit on it for a start mm. um, all this time Everything she's been through, thoughts about the emotions you were feeling when she finally achieved her goal. None. Yeah, I mean, no, no not really. I, I kind of, you know, her countenance changed when John confronted her and she seemed quite childlike. And that's when I thought, yeah, she's really snapped. She's really gone. And the shit she was saying to him, I mean, it started to almost make sense to me, but yeah. When she's talking about... Um, I you know, can't even count to 20. Oh, yeah. But the thing what is, are you talking about? That. Again, like... This is something you should feel something for. Like, yeah. Danny is approaching the Iron Throne. Mm. Like, this is amazing. Mm. And it's just like, wanted. I was just watching it thinking, this means nothing. Just get on with it. Because mm. it meant nothing in the, in the crux of things. And look, maybe that's the genius of it that it literally means nothing. But mm. I'm not buying it because the fucking show is called Game of Thrones. But I couldn't work out whether it was a problem with this scene like how they've done this scene or whether it's just a product of what's happened um this i think series. it's a product of what's because, happened for me yeah because because I, I like i was thinking it, it looked beautiful uh the music again just uh, unbelievable this like it was like an operatic version of the game of thrones theme tune it was um stunning and that's it are you playing it quickly <laughs> and yet this moment that like this is this is what i was talking about earlier if you had told me that about this scene a few years ago i would have been in disbelief i i, I wouldn't have believed it which i suppose is the definition of disbelief <laughs> and and it it just would have shook you it would have it would have shaken you and shook this her. instead instead i was just i just didn't care i didn't care yeah. and that's that's all down to writing, I think. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's a vision that Danny had in the House of the Undying. She has it in the book. She has it in the show of the throne room. At the time, you're not certain whether it's snow or ash that is on on the floor, on the throne. And, you know, now we know her vision to have come true, that it was actually her that caused um, this mm. devastation to King's Landing, mm. which is, an, is a nice full circle. Like prophecy plays a big part in the show and the books. And... I like the fact that some of the prophecies are fulfilled. Uh, you know, we won't talk about the Valonqar. We won't talk about all this other stuff. Azor Ahai. Azor Ahai, which has been completely sidelined by the show. And I doubt the books will do that. But mm. uh, the show has gone the way the show's gone. Uh, at least they fulfilled this pro- prophecy to some extent. Um, but as Danny is about to get on the throne, John enters uh, back in the frame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very soap opera-like. And um, What are you doing over there? there yeah, has a conversation <laughs> with her. Where she says that she's terrible at maths. Um, twice. Twice. And he's... I can't even count to 20 in a way. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> How has that been mentioned? Twice. Well, I can tell you you've killed more than 20 kids at this point. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, very good. How many? Mm. Oh, for fuck. So John, not you, John goes up and he says to her basically that she, you know, she's done something terrible here. Basically, he's trying to articulate as best he can because he's been written terribly in this episode. <laughs> He's trying to articulate that she's done essentially, you know... You, you 
Dragon Bad. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Sorry? Me, no count 20. And it goes on. Um, they have this little discussion and I was raging at this point. Oh, that's terrible. Um, because he goes to kiss her after saying, like, you are my queen. Here's our live reaction to um, John originally kissing Danny, not you. And uh, then what happened Wouldn't afterwards. Even want him in a way. Yeah, not after that. No. And always. What are you saying that for? Please kill her, because <laughs> this is annoying me. That's the right call. That's horrible. Though. That's the right call. <laughs> Little blood out the nose. Oh shit. I'm sorry, no, it had to be done, John. Had to be done. No, it's very no, anticlimactic for Danny, though. So much. John decided to stab Danny, which we 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 knew was going to happen. Really, it was, it was so obvious that that was going to happen. He stuck her. So, with question, his pointy question end. for you. Go on. Question. Obviously, just before he does that, he's like, "Please, please forgive Tyrion. You have to." And she's like, "I can't." If she had agreed to forgive Tyrion, mm. would he have? Would he have stabbed her, or would he have mm. gone? All Is right, let's give her another not. chance. Probably not. I guess the. Nah, the, the the telling line. Sorry, John, to interrupt. The telling line here in this in this sequence of the episode. Let's have the, sex and go burn more kids. <laughs> literally, <laughs> Very telling literally, line. where she's like, he John says, you know, Daenerys says, you know, we get to choose how the world is run now. And then John says, what about other people? You know, like Sansa and other people who think that the world should be run differently. They don't get to choose. Mm. Danny says. That's when he knows she's gone past the point of mm. no return. Where she, that is tyranny. That is dictatorship. That tyranny. is t- uh, tyranny. That is where <laughs> there's no return from that. If she mm. doesn't believe that people get the mm. right to choose the way they want to live their lives, that is a dictatorship. And essentially, this whole, you know, we've mentioned the Second World War and you know Hitler and genocide, that sort of stuff. Jesus. It's, 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 no, but it's genu- genuinely that's the way that this is mm. being portrayed. So he had to make the decision, the sacrifice to kill her. That was the moment that he made the decision, which I like, and I think that that line was actually a good line mm. in this in this little segment. Not the Tyrion stuff. I think you know, <laughs> that was not going to sway her. Yeah. But you know, uh, the line about people having free will, and <laughs> we were worried at this point, weren't we, team? That Drogon was going to. Well, I was like, "Where's Drogon? Where's Drogon? He's going to fucking kill John." Here's our live yeah. reaction to Drogon uh, confronting Jon Snow. Run away, John! Run away! No, John! Run away now! Please don't! Please, Drogon, fly away! Please, just go and live somewhere else. He's gonna get John, burnt. Get out of there right this Oh moment. my god, he's gonna get burnt alive! What are you doing? No, John. He's just gonna fly off. Go to Valeria. Fly away. Oh, there you go. You can do it. He's a Targaryen. Oh mate. my He's god. Oh my He's god. Get the throne. Oh, they, get the throne. That's the real thing that killed his mum. The power of the throne. I mean, what what you see though is John obviously makes no attempt to run away or say no, no, Drogon, no, don't do it. He doesn't. He's resigned him, himself to. To death, I think he's sac- willing to sacrifice himself for the good of the realm. Luckily, Drogon goes, 
I'm going to melt this metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) And the metaphor does get uh, melted down. And uh, melted down. Famously, the, the Iron Throne was, of course, apparently made by Balerion the Dread. Balerion the Conqueror. After Aegon the Conqueror um, defeated all the lords of Westeros. And it was meant to be made out of thousands of swords. And the depiction of the throne has always been shambolic in the show, in my opinion. Because <laughs> if you see a genuine picture of what this throne is supposed to look like and the actual genuine scale of it. from history. From history. It looks phenomenal, <laughs> and in this, it does look like there's twenty swords. So fair play, Danny, for that for that line. Mm. Um, just gets mel- melted down by um, Drogon the Dread. Melted what are we calling him? What are we call him? Drogon the Dread or Drogon the Wise? Because he Drogon knew that hilarious. it was the throne that caused his mother's death. The, mm. the desire for power. Drogon the yeah. Democratic. Mm. And there is that interesting the Democrat. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, look, Lord of the Rings has played a massive role uh, in George R. R. Martin's life, and also his writing. And you do see that seduction of power with the Iron Throne that we've talked about as a group for a while. Mm. Um, it does seduce people to do things and act out of character. You know, there's only certain characters who don't bend to its will, literally the will <laughs> of the throne. And this, the hashtag for this season was for the throne. And it seems that that just means all character development goes for the throne. <laughs> so for it to be melted down, I was actually very, very happy. Mm. Um it's a shame. A bit silly, though. It's a bit silly. It is, it is a bit like, silly. There's no... They're not saying that it's magical. It's not like no. the fucking it's not ring, the ring out of Lord of the Rings. Like It's forged it out of dragon fire, though. you. Mm. I know, but it's a shit chair. Like, for the most part, it's... Uncomfy, if very, anything. It looks like a very uncomfortable well, it's chair. It's just what it represents, obviously, the power. So, yeah, I know, but it's not burning it. But, like... Yeah, but, but, again, but why would like, Drogon make that decision? In Lord of the Rings, it's like, well, to show the ring, it actually does something. Mm. Whereas to show the chair yeah, does course. nothing. Well, it's just, yeah. I've got nothing to sit on. Now. It is a metaphor. It is just a metaphor. It's it like is. I understand that, but it's a dragon going mental. Like the dragon's not going, right, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm going to destroy this to teach you all about I think, power. I think Drogon does make what a I decision is... in that scene. I think he makes Maybe a decision to kill the throne. the sword chair stabbed her and that's why he's killing it. Good point. Terrible point. <laughs> <laughs> pointy end. Terrible point. Sticking no, with the pointy they, throne. I love that Drogon, Drogon melts the throne and they're like, now, now you will never have a ruler because they can't sit anywhere. And Westeros goes, ah, we've got someone. They've got their own chair. <laughs> oh, let's move on to that sort of stuff. So John, John survives as um, Drogon picks up Danny's body and flies towards Essos. We believe, who knows? And you know, at this point, we're wondering what's going to happen to John, all that sort of stuff. It turns out that yeah. he's just captured. We, 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 you know, somehow have a sort of epilogue section now to the episode, which runs for about forty-five minutes, where Tyrion has obviously been very dishevelled and he's been sitting in his cell for a long time. Long beard. Long beard. Um, lots of chest hair, raggy yeah. robes. Yeah, where's re- the chest hair coming from? Lovely. He eats his crusts, apparently. Um, he goes out to the dragon pit, uh, where there is a, some some sort of gathering going on. Mm. At this point, we were like, "Oh, what's going Just on out here? Nowhere. Just out of nowhere, what's going on here?" And uh, we have a live <laughs> reaction. Ollie. We have a live reaction because John has been saying that Edmure Tully is going to be appearing again. Um, and for any listeners and, and just show watchers, you don't know who Edmure Tully is. That's fair because he's not been around since uh, season three. This is our reaction to Edmure being on the Council of Lords of Westeros. Listen, 
Is that him? No. Oh my god. It's not. It is. Oh my word. Oh, Yara. Dawn. New Prince of Dawn. Where's John? So what's happened is we have a group of lords sort of assembled, lords and ladies assembled as a council to sort of try and barter for John and Tyrion's lives. Mm. Grey Worm and the Unsullied have taken martial law upon themselves as the rulers of King's Landing and are imprisoning both, demanding justice for the death of Queen Daenerys. I don't know how they know she died because... John told her. John, maybe, John maybe, maybe, said. maybe John did. I would have liked that scene, to be honest with you. I also don't believe that Grey Worm in his mental state at this point would have accepted that and just arrested him. I think they would have fought or I think something would have gone on there. Mm. So not believable in that. Maybe account. they fought for a whole hour. And it was uh, a draw, so arrested him. It's definitely not a draw, John. Absolutely <laughs> smashed him. 90 minutes. Um, they went into extra time. <laughs> so they're, they're pleading uh, for their lives. They get into a conversation about, okay, who is going to be the new ruler? Uh, Samwell steps up and believes that um, we should actually give a vote to the people, which is something that a democracy has been touted from the start of the show and the books. They start pissing themselves. And they they start the laughing. They start laughing. That's the show literally. That's the showrunners literally laughing at everybody who suggested a democracy mm. could happen. Although it does turn out to be some sort of democracy because... That's a republic, isn't it? It's like a senate. It's like the senate in ancient Rome. Uh, they choose their next leader. Mm. And... I kind of like the idea of them choosing uh, rulers now. Maybe they don't give it to the general public, but they do give it to essentially the lords and ladies of Westeros. Mm. Um, and in this instance, it it seems that everyone, even though Tyrion is a prisoner at this point, defaults their decision to what Tyrion suggests. Um, it, thoughts? What is... This is nonsense. Like, when Tyrion starts speaking and Grey Worm goes... You do not speak. And then Tyrion just proceeds to continue speaking <laughs> and decide exactly what's going to happen. Uh, what is I this? don't understand why he allowed it and then acts on the suggestion of the prisoners, like, make your choice then. Like, why are you listening to him? Yeah. You're in charge at the moment. <laughs> mm. He's like, no, we need a king. And he's like, okay, then just choose one. It, it's ridiculous. They're all taking the advice of a prisoner. Bear in mind the likes of Yara are fuming and want justice for Daenerys. And then at his first suggestion, why not, why not Bran from the other side? They're all like, yeah, fine. Like, mm. It's just dumb. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm. It is. It's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. Like, I can't believe it's ended like this. I, like, So again, a few weeks ago, I know there was some murmurs um, in Las Vegas for some reason. Yeah. I mean, how fucking dull is your life? <laughs> the bookies are taking odds on this in Vegas. Do you know what I mean? I bet your mortgage on red, not fucking, you know, Wan in a fucking wheelchair being, you know, king of a nothing TV show. And it is at this point. Um, This is a joke scene. This is what I'm talking about where, I mean, uh, look, I'm pleasantly surprised that Edmure Tully turned up because that was, it it was like the writers knew I was furious. And they were like, just cheer him up a little bit. Have (laughs) Edmure turn up. Um, and I was even more happy 
that they just decided to introduce two random guys from random houses. Yeah. Um, and suddenly fucking... <laughs> Robin Aaron's Robin there. Aaron is some dashing... Yeah, uh, little little fella. <laughs> yeah, I, I get. I don't understand why him and Jon Royce are both there. Like, they're Only both one of them. the same house. Like, fucking hell. It's just abysmal. Um, and the whole scene is abysmal. Um, <laughs> so, Tyrion... Asks Bran. Oh yeah. Two episodes ago. Yeah. You know you could be Lord of Winterfell. You're the last Stark. Um, it may be in the episode the male last Stark. Starks. I don't know. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, the last episode male Stark. Four, yeah. 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 Apologies. And he goes, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I like, don't oh, really I, want anymore. Yeah. I, do you know what? I I don't want anything anymore. Not even legs or working penis. Well. And Tyrion's like, fair enough. <laughs> and then in this episode, yeah. it's like. Well, well, I know, I know, I know you don't want to be king, but I know you don't want anything and, like and legs or a penis. But do you want to be king? And this is our reaction to <laughs> what he says. Well, sassy. Why do you think I came all this way? Oh, oh, oh I love so arrogant! I love it. So arrogant these days. Says nothing all season, then does that. He's known all along. What a legend. Because <laughs> we were so so certain that he was going to say something, you know. You know, I don't want it. I don't really want any more, or I'll do it for everyone, or something. He was very sassy with his answer just then. He might as well have gone. Why do you think I came down here and winked at the camera? Yeah, yeah. but what? But, but, yeah. Do you do no, you think that he? What knew I loved is when that... he when he when he afterwards when he looked at the camera and went, "Chaos is a ramp." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we all have to applaud the. The players of the Game of Thrones, you know. Let's just, you know, let's think. Let's think <laughs> about the. Let's, let's, let's think about the players. My man's a pimp. You know, bless him. Ned Stark wasn't really a player of the Game oh, of Thrones, but you know, Cersei was. People What's going on? Little oh, my thing, head's come off. Yeah, Littlefinger was. <laughs> no, you know, no. you've got people like Euron even trying to wheedle his way in there. You know, you've got you know a finger in the bum. Stannis, <laughs> and you've got Renly, and you've got even John. Hard truths cut both ways. Danny. Uh, but it turns pointless. out the way. Oh, burn pointless. everyone! Turn it. The, turns out the way to play it is just sit in a chair, don't really look or do any, say or do anything. Bide your time. Bide your time, and just say, I don't really want anymore. But what's weird? He's like, I'm not Bran Stark, not really, and now he's Bran the Broken. So it just doesn't make any sense. Like with regards I'm to King Bran, Bran and then I don't he want anything. His, he licked I his lip. King. <laughs> I'm not Bran. Fine, I am Bran. <laughs> I was hoping he'd break out into song like the Lion King. Like, all hail, Bran the Broken. Do you reckon he's like, um, is it too late to change that name? So rude. <laughs> I would not have that. <sighs> I, I don't really like want Bran, that name anymore. And I think <laughs> with how ridiculous the show has got, yeah, fair, make him king. So that, in a weird way, as much as the scene was bad, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Make Bran king. That's in keeping with the rest of this stupid show. I was stood in the kitchen with John 20 minutes before watching this episode. And I said to you, John... If they make Bran king, because we were talking about the odds in Las Vegas, which we were just talking about, I said, if they make Bran king, I'm going to lose it. It's going to yeah, send me and, over and the and edge. I said, look, I'll, I'm annoyed as well, but just put the knife down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, I was, it was so, so, so disappointed. Well, but it, it goes beyond just that as well. So beyond like, the not wall. only is Bran Ooh. made king, but then they obviously, everyone else now agrees with that. Um, even though Yara, like the last thing she yes. said was like, we've got to kill Jon Snow. And then Arya obviously scares her into submission. Um, so she just never says anything again. 
But um, so yeah. they agree to to a Stark being king of the Seven Kingdoms. Yes, and then Sansa goes, "Well, no, actually, the North is going to be its own separate entity." Terrible, right? right. And then they're all like, "Oh yes, sure." So at no point, at no point does Yara go, "Well, hold on, if that's an option, I'll do that." The the Dornish don't bother bringing that up either, even though they're far more independent than than anyone ever has been. Fine, yeah, whatever. We just want to get this over and done with. Well, that guy. I mean, the Prince of Dawn didn't even get lines. Didn't even get lines. Fucking hell. He's the Prince of Dawn, retainer. the new Prince of Dawn is happy with this arrangement. <laughs> and then maybe like a little wink, like he was like flirting with Grey Worm or something. You know what they're like. Yeah, they like that. They like it all at all. Yeah. They like they that, love it. aren't yeah. they? Too much. No, but no, if that makes sense, then every kingdom well, yes. who wanted independence, which is literally all of them but who want to be kings stupid. of their own region and queens of their own region, mm. should have asked for it. Yara Greyjoy wants to be I queen want of to the... I to be king of Fleabottom. Yeah. You know, you know, you should have Dawn, especially like you said, Gareth, would be a hundred percent like. Well, you know, we were actually never conquered by the Targaryens when they, con- you know, did the conquering of of Westeros. So <laughs> fuck this shit, we're out. Yeah, that is. See you later. But I think it makes sense that Sansa would be like the Greyjoys rebelled against the throne and lost generations of their people. Right, <laughs> right, and the Greyjoy rebellion after I Robert know. overtook it. They would definitely be like, right, well, we're just going to be our own kingdom then. Yes, I'm agreeing with you, did. yes. But I don't mind Sansa <laughs> asking for it because it makes sense with regards to her story. No, life. the scene makes no sense. It, it only makes sense if the others were to ask for it as well. well that's it makes stupid. zero sense. I'll tell you what I would like about it. I would like Sansa being like more, you know, she's not as, as easy as the rest, but she goes along with it because it's Bran. Yes. So hers goes, you know what? No, like I, I'm, I'm going to be really difficult about this situation and go. I want the North to be to secede, um, and be its own thing, with, with loads of smelly Northerners. Like mm. oh, it's just a joke, man. They're fucking <laughs> younger brothers, that. the fucking king. Like, yeah. don't give yeah. him issues already. He doesn't need <laughs> this. Right, got, you've already told everyone his penis doesn't work. Right? Oh. How much more do you want to throw him under the fucking bus? His legs don't even work, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's so awkward. He's like, well, I've checked, and Bran definitely can't get a hard on. So, just want to say that right now. Why are you saying you've checked? Oh no, Sansa, yeah, <laughs> not me. <laughs> okay, yeah. He did watch Ramsay rape her. Yeah, that is true, yeah. yeah, very true. That's when he knew he. Could you get looked beautiful on. that night. Beautiful. Let's make him king. He seems like a sound gentleman. He is a creep. Yeah, what I are you thinking, man? Oh, I love him. Yeah, it only gets better from now. So, <sighs> Grey Worm. Well, the unsullied. Tyrion, um, oh yeah, hand oh yeah, very well. good point, very good point. Bran, uh, Bran does make Tyrion hand. You small man. You can be my hand. Tyrion, well, Tyrion's go. played this very well. He has finessed the fuck out of this. He got John to kill Daenerys, and now he's basically hand to the king to a cripple who's always fucking out of his head. No, they so call him the broken, right? He, the he is basically the power <laughs> the behind mental. the throne. He has won the Game of Thrones. And um, does this mean though? Does this does this mean that like one of Tyrion's duties surely is to like push the chair? Because that's a problem. Because he won't be able to see see over it. Uh, well, as we see later on, Gaff Brienne has been uh, you know the. The, the king's guard are now the the pushers of the chair. Seems like that's all we're going to be doing. Uh, Is that in the, the job description? Decades must must be good at pushing chair. Mm. Well, Podrick gets a little bit later on, doesn't he? But let's move on. He was pushing it with his knob. <laughs> Probably. We know he's talented in that department. Um, so after this happens, Grey Worm, the Unsullied, and the Dothraki sail for Narth. Good riddance. Yeah, oh, I mean it makes no sense. They've forgotten. They've forgotten about the. Like poison butterflies that live in Narth. 
Mm. They're all yeah. going to die. Very true. Well, I think they're going to go and liberate Narf, aren't they? Because she said they're all slaves. I love, I've had enough of this. No. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> the important thing to to note here, though, is that Jon Snow has been a, has been a, or Aegon has been a. Uh, no, just come on, John. John. It doesn't John. matter that he's Aegon. Yeah, it matters none, yeah. does it? No, nothing. He is a prisoner here because obviously he killed Danny. Um, and the way they decide to punish him is to send him north to be, uh, you know, back at the Night's Watch. Can I just ask everyone here? <laughs> and, you know, I was shouting. <sighs> Why is there a Night's Watch? What is the point of know. them and the purpose of them anymore? There is there is no purpose I, I, for that. I imagine their, their main responsibility now is sort of meteorology. Just kind of checking weather, much, weather patterns. Yeah. yeah. Reporting That's, back. Yeah. Uh, the Night's Watch has become very dull. I mean, there's no Night King. There's no White Walkers. The Wildlings are on side because they've essentially helped save the realm from from the Army of the Dead. There is no need for there to be a Castle Black. There is no need for the Night's Watch. I mean, I thought they were going to set sort of set up a sort of Night King resurgence, or you at the end you see another <laughs> you see another White Walker or, or something. Or one of the crass kids is, you know, growing into a white walker and becomes a Night King. I don't know. <laughs> anything. Jesus, man. It makes no sense to send him north. Mm. Makes no sense. I think they're just bored, mate. I think like they're at, they're at Castle Black and they think, he's there for five minutes and he's like, you know, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go beyond the wall. Yeah. This is so dull. Okay. Well, let's just track back a little bit. Sorry, that's my vent about the mm. John situation. But um, the Unsullied leave... Uh, we have a heartfelt goodbye with John, Sansa, Arya, and Bran. And I say heartfelt um, as a joke because it was a joke <laughs> of a scene. You know, the emotion here, it's like the actors have read the lines and they're like, what is this shit that I'm having to talk about now? <laughs> How am I supposed to get emotional at this? You've got fucking Wan, who's supposed to be king of the Seven Kingdoms, just sitting there in some, to be fair, fairly decent threads. Yeah, he's nice. got some. Oh, yeah. You know, Maisie Williams, to be fair, one of the most consistent actors of the season, sold it kind of well, although I think her motivations are diabolical. Sansa is like. What, what, is, what is her art? <sighs> I'm going to go west. Go, Why? Don't yeah. worry about it. Family's important. No, because. Yeah. I'm going to leave immediately. My name is. All right. I love it because John's then like, all right, then. Arya, Magellan, Stark, see you later. And off she goes. It's oh, right. Well, look, you know, there's there's four of us left. You know, the lone wolf dies, but the pack yeah. survives. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> Bye. Let's all split up immediately. And that is completely true. I Fuck mean, off. the idea of the Starks and the family of the Starks is that they stick together. It's a famous line from Ned that John just referenced saying that, you know, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. And... <laughs> The fact that they're all separating. Bran's going to be in King's Landing. Sansa is queen in the north. Jon has gone north of the wall. And Arya's going off to do her own spin-off show is offensive to me. Um, I don't see that being what happens in the books. And if it does happen, I'm questioning George's fucking writing for five books. He's had a drink, can he? You know, the idea is these Stark children going out <laughs> into the world, coming back, finding themselves and helping each other to succeed when mm. everything has been against them. Everything. Mm. And now... They're just fucking off. It just feels so <laughs> hollow. It feels so hollow. Mm. It feels so hollow. Doesn't the, make any sense. The scene was devoid of emotion. 
you know, John, they were like, what did John look like two seasons ago? Let's make him look like that. Mm. You know, get rid of his man bun, get rid of his kingly status. <laughs> Let's make him look like he's part of the Night's Watch again. Fucking shambles. Mm. Absolute shambles. Yeah. Raging. It's funny because we said about, it was kind of like um, the end of The Return of the King, Lord of the Rings again. Yes. And everyone criticised that, like, oh, all these different endings, blah, blah, blah. That's so much better than this. Like, so emotion yeah. and caring about characters. And it's just... It just so it fell so flat. Like it is really bad when you think of how much we love these characters. And like you say, the Starks, the fact they all survived, and you think, oh my god, they're gonna go back in one way or another to Winterfell and be together. No, they literally are all separate. Mm. Every single one of them. Why is I? Oh, I'm gonna go. What's West of Westeros? Like, are you taking the piss? This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, no it's one's right. no one's You're ever thought be a of that fucking before. Fucking colonizer now. Yeah, yeah, no one's no thought one's thought of that. Thought of that. Mason, in ten thousand years of history, oh recorded God. history, no one has thought of What's that. What are you gonna do when you're there? Why did you train to be an assassin all that time? Why did we have to go through all of that? You killed the Night King, fine. That's not happening in the books. That's not gonna happen in the books, though. Everything is terrible. <sighs> also, blue eyes, brown eyes, green eyes didn't even kill Cersei. Brilliant. Good point, Lucy. Very good point. Yeah, that, or Danny. That, that's the thing. That's the thing that's annoying, isn't it? Like, I, I can understand that they they don't want to include some of the prophecies from within the book. Fine, whatever. But don't set up your own fucking shit prophecies yes. and then not fulfil them. Well, they mentioned Azor Ahai before, bloody Melisandre, and then yeah. it's like, nah, don't worry about that. It just feels, and I know, listeners, it does sound like if you enjoyed this episode, that is completely fair. You're entitled to your own opinions. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions of the show. I implore you, if you've not read the books, do read How the books. How can you have enjoyed this, though? I don't know. Some people can enjoy it, John. You have to accept other people's opinions. What I'm saying is, I'm sorry we, I'm sorry we didn't like it, but this episode clearly has divi- not divided the fandom. It has pulled the fandom down onto one side. So what I, all I'm saying is... If you enjoyed the episode, 100% legitimately, you can enjoy this episode. As I said, there are times, especially at the start of this episode, where me and Gareth did see some plaudits in this episode. Um, (laughs) It's just as book readers, as people who have to do a fuck ton of research for this show and to podcast on it, we invest so much in the characters. It just feels like the characters have been cheated, especially when you watch these end. They have been cheated. Of course they have. And... It's tough for us to take, and every everyone is entitled to their opinion. That is the most important thing. Hey, look, if, Our if opinion you can watch is this just and love you know, it. Fair play, man. Honestly, yeah. I've some films. I wish I could love it. I yeah. wish I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm mm. I'm jealous in a way. It's like uh, like shallow how, where it's just like you just see whatever you want, like yeah. the best thing ever. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Honestly, that like there are some films that we've covered on the worst of Netflix yeah. that you will love. Can I can I question something there? Because in Shallow Hal, I believe it is if the person is good, in a beauty, in a beauty is shown through. I think unfortunately, I think he was shagging everything. Yeah, I think there's. No, I, I genuinely think that this last season, I, I think apart from episode three and two of this season, I, I think there is nothing to, to to show. There's no care there. There's, <laughs> Honestly, I, I think it's devoid of, of care. Fair enough. Mm. I genuinely believe that. No, you're right. It's not as good as Shallow How. It's not. Jack Black's a fantastic <laughs> actor. I've said it. When are we doing our Shallow How pod? We didn't, what, about, what, about, <laughs> what about Brienne and Jamie's book? Just briefly. Didn't Do you know what? That. I quite like that. That was a good had scene. Had he had a better death, it would have been so emotional because it made me a bit emotional anyway. And had he had the proper arc, that would have been a real like killer moment I think I, it'd have been quite funny if at the end of it she just wrote some weird stuff like for some reason he went back to Cersei mm. and, and just let everyone down yeah. betrayed everyone I'll tell you what though I'll tell you what for I love that scene 
Um, another highlight of the episode for me, arguably the wow. second best scene of the episode behind Tyrion throwing the pin down the stairs. Um, <laughs> Such a low bar. <laughs> uh, no, because in the books, especially Feast for Crows, especially Feast for Crows. Whoa, what a scene. He's throwing a pin down the stairs. What have you ever done? What have you ever done? Well, look, in the, in the books, that was a real quiz. in the books, especially in Feast for Crows, Jamie really contemplates his position in history he really contemplates his honor he looks at that book the book of the king's guard and looks at all the famous knights who have been yeah. before him sir arthur dane sir barristan selmy and they have pages upon pages of heroic acts things that they've done for the good of the realm so duncan the tall this has always been something that he was striving for honor and a place in history. And the fact that Brienne finally writes some of that out. And actually, when you look at the things that he's done, mm. he did do some very mm. honourable things towards mm. the end of his life. The last but line... She closes thought, the book. Yeah, the last line I thought was very beautiful, uh, actually. Like, died defending his queen. That, that is the That's the job of a Kingsguard. That's the job of a Kingsguard. So whichever way you look at it, uh, Jamie Lannister did get his place in history in the book. And, and I really did like that, even though I didn't like the way he went out. I thought the scene was very beautiful. Mm. So but if, if you ever want like an illustration as to how rushed this scene, yeah. this season is, yeah. is the first time you see Brienne, it's like she's just sitting there reacting to Tyrion, just do his little speech. But it's just like, she already knows Jamie is dead at this point. Yeah. Now, there are certain things that you would want to see in this season. You want to see the reaction of the Stark kids finding out that Jon is a Targaryen. Where was that? Um, and obviously, they got rid of that because they, need, they needed to spend more time on nothing. On Bronn, just um, going, I want a castle. Yeah, he... Oh, fucking hell. Don't even go there. Don't, let's not go there. Um, and then you get this, and it's like, well, okay, well, now she sort of seems a little bit emotive. I don't know if she is like she does. She, she gets a bit her quivery. eyes roll into the back of her head. She looks at the ceiling in a very sort of David Brent way. Um, oh. Yeah, it's just just a nothing for, for me. Um, it was a nice touch. Um, if someone would have told me that prior to the season starting that that would be something that happens, I'd be like, oh, that'd be good. Um, it's the execution. It's it's poor. Uh, because it doesn't really mean anything because you, you're skipping four, five, six, seven, eight scenes. Yeah, I think it means something to people who have read the books and it means something to people who like Jamie, but you're right, he's it skipping moments. Yeah, and that's the problem with this season. It's the problem with the last two seasons. Let's move on. But imagine how good that book thing would have been if Jamie would have died defending Brienne. Exactly. Or even died at Winterfell, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, in the long night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where he should have died. Oh, maybe he, he, in the he died defending the realms of men. Yes, yeah. that would yeah. be amazing. Amazing, yeah. Um, let's talk about... I'm, I'm sorry to sound so negative about this. Look, guys, we don't want to sound this negative about Game of Thrones. We really, really don't. And Why? I'm sorry. No, because we don't want to. You don't. You want to sound... Ne- like, we don't want it to be bad. I'm just... Well, obviously, no, I don't want it to be, but you just react to what you're given. Okay, you? so we're reacting to what we're given. And it's terrible. The we, ne- know, we know this is a bad episode. We know this is the worst episode they've done. And the next <laughs> the next scene <laughs> is definitely the cherry on top of terribleness. It is Tyrion rearranging some chairs at the small council meeting. They've got we, time for that, but got, they didn't have time for ghosts previously. Yeah, can I, <laughs> we've can got I just Bron- say, No, this, this is like, the, the, when he's rearranging the chairs, and then... He sits down on his chair and they all start coming in and he's readjusting himself. It's honestly a, a good David Brent impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's he's from the office and 
so just the totally you've got the tone wrong D&D this isn't this isn't the comic relief special of game of game of thrones 100% that's exactly what it feels like like if they added a laughter track and I I suspect that someone um, will look Reddit I'm, will. I'm far too lazy to do it, but I'm sure someone um, and any listeners that want to do that and send it to me um, so that I can be more angry, feel free. Because if you do that scene again with a laughter track, it will it will be so seamless that yeah. you watch it and think, "Oh my word, what the fuck?" Yeah, I mean, when Bron just walks in, and goes, "Bron, Lord of High Garden, yeah. oh, Master of the Reach," ha 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 ha, terrible. <laughs> Interrupting Sam for some reason. Yeah. What are you, Master of Grammar? This isn't yeah, yeah, landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of this is landing. Yeah. It, it just. It, None of this is King's Landing. Uh, it just felt so. Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt so so tonally incorrect. Yeah. And like I said, the inspiration for the sh- for the books from George is is, mm. is Lord of the Rings, and we all know that Lord of the and Rings the office. Is, and the Office mm. uh, is a is a massive. It's got a massive. Yeah, you know. e- it's got a massive epilogue. <laughs> where you do revisit these characters, especially like ca- important characters like Samwise Gamgee, and you can definitely liken five books. What Samuel Tarly, you can definitely liken Samuel Tarly to a character like Samuel Samwise Gamgee, right? They they should have a more centralised role in this epilogue section. Mm. Instead, all bunged into a small council room, writing a song of ice and fire. Jesus, I not even that. And, and let's talk about it. Let's Ugh. talk about it. So he turns up um, because we're talking about Sam. He turns up with a song of ice and fire, and obviously, a famous thing in Lord of the Rings is the fact that that's why they call it that. Yeah, a famous thing in um, Lord of the Rings is obviously the fact that the, the Hobbit was being written by Bilbo Baggins, and then obviously Frodo has hit adventure, and he writes a book called The Lord of the Rings. Now, in the Lord in the Lord of the Rings, that actually feels quite sweet and it feels quite poignant because it's the first time we've kind of experienced that sort of thing. Mm. This feels so copycat and disgusting, I can't even talk about it in words. Mm. When he turns up with that book, and even the way that A Song of Ice and Fire is written on that page, get a graphic designer involved, that is terrible. Mm. I was raging that that had happened. Yeah, I mean, oh, fucking hell. He could have come out with a book and the the title could have been Ghostbusters 2 and I still <laughs> wouldn't be happy like it's just oh man it's, it's terrible what, what annoys me here is um, when Tyrion's like oh I bet he's been a dick about me and Sam's like mm, not quite and he's like what oh he was nice was he he's like uh mm, no and he's like what I'm not in it well, yeah, that is mental. Yes. What do you mean Tyrion's not in it? <laughs> um, like, the, thing, the thing about it's Tyrion just, not being in it... It's such a stupid joke. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But that's the punchline of the scene, isn't it? And everyone in the Friends audience is pissing themselves. <laughs> I mean, I like Friends, so I, I don't want to no, slate it's it. it's the same laughter track. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Um, no, that was ridiculous. He is, he's been hand to Joffrey... Or whatever, <laughs> and he was hand to Danny, the two opposing sides in the war. He literally, yeah, made a lot of blunders, but in theory, he was meant to be quite integral to it. He was integral in choosing Bran as the king. How the fuck is he not in this book? <laughs> Fucking hell. Are we not Doesn't make any sense. How? Literally, how? <sighs> is it not a correct, like, anthology of history and it doesn't list all the Who's the guy writing names? it again? Who's the guy writing it? What, where's he been? Yeah, never, never named previously. <laughs> can, we, can we just. Maester Nilsnion. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Entry. Uh, it's Maester Mr. Black. <laughs> yeah, Maester Black. <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Black. Uh, no, it just made zero sense. Um, the scene felt so alien. 
so alien and the chemistry was really off aliens were in it were they you know i've written a book it's called game of thrones season eight in the last couple of what's going on here in the last couple of years this is a pamphlet in the last couple of years of television showrunners have become a more and more important thing and if you go back say before the golden age of television before shows like lost where it really kicked off and sopranos and the wire a showrunner necessarily didn't mean they had complete creative control over a show nowadays for better or worse a showrunner means that you have complete creative control and a lot of the time it means you're a writer of the episode and potentially a director of the episode which can be quite poisonous because your interpretation is very singular and you don't let a lot of collaboration involved yes this show has a lot of fantastic directors but the double d's have proven with this episode (laughs) that they are yeah they they can't (laughs) <laughs> you know, they can't live up to the story that George was writing. And that, you know, that's not necessarily their fault because they don't have the material to adapt. It's also George's fault for not having it out in time. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. We're at a place where the first five or six seasons of the show, where they had some serious book material to adapt, we have a genuine greatest show of all time where you look at it and go, there are some unbelievable things that happen in this TV show. The character developments, the conversations, the acting, the writing, the direction, the cinematography, the music, everything about it is brilliant. You look at season seven and eight and it's a shambles. Mm. It is a shambles. But at least season seven was entertaining. Yeah. It is dumb and it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense, but I watched it and I enjoyed it and I let a lot go. But with this season, Look, we enjoyed it's a betrayal of the show itself and the characters and everything it stood for. Look, we enjoyed season seven. The Spoils of War is my favourite episode <clears throat> of the show and it's in season seven. Mm. It's a fantastic episode of television. Mm. Beyond the Walls, a travesty. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, fine. M- Michael Bay, you know, Transformers was fun the first time I watched it, but it doesn't mean it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's not going to stand the test of time, is no, it? Pain and gain. Um, exactly. But this this season has been diabolical in terms of um, oh, I just think the quality. Older, mate, to be honest. It's the quality of the show that's the problem. <laughs> it's the quality. Um, but let's finish up as we see a montage of scenes as Sansa well, is... On. Go on, Gareth. I just, I, I think it's important to recognise that this... Uh, this little small council scene ends with Tyrion starting to tell a joke. Right? Remember that? Yeah. Um, he says, I once walked into a brothel with a honeycomb and a jackass. Somebody has finished the joke. Would you like to hear it? Go on. I'm going to give credit to Lovin Brown on Reddit. Good call. Tyrion walks into a brothel with a honeycomb and a jackass. Madam of the brothel says... What can we do for you? Tyrion says, I need a woman to lay with, for mine has left me. The madam says, whatever for, and what's with the honeycomb and the mule? Tyrion says, well, my woman found a genie in a bottle, and he granted her three wishes. The first was for a house fit for a queen, so he gave her this damn honeycomb. The second wish was that she have the nicest ass in all the land. Yeah. So he gave her this damn donkey. And the madam says, and wh- well, what was the third wish? Tyrion says, well, she asked the genie to make my cock hang down past my knee. And the madam says, well, that one's not so bad, eh? Tyrion goes, not so bad. I used to be six foot three. <laughs> Quite good, that. To be fair. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> you don't get it. Oh. 
So well done, Loving Brown. Good. Yeah. Well done for rescuing the scene. (sighs) Well, the show's not over yet because we do get treated to a sort of montage with the iconic Game of Thrones music um by it's gonna be a montage. by Raymond uh, Raymond Duardi and uh Sansa is crowned queen of the north Ooh. Arya leaves on her ship to explore Westeros Ooh. uh at Castle Black John rejoins Tormund and Ghost and to Ooh. be fair we do get a nice hugging scene from Ghost so I, yeah, I, gives I, a scratch that's nice like, that but again like it's nice that yeah it is but it just feels stupid doesn't it now <sighs> I I honestly think there's a chance they filmed that last week that's what I said. <laughs> I was like, that definitely looks like John doesn't even look right in that scene. Yeah, um, and Ghost definitely doesn't because Ghost has aged. Dogs age quicker than we do. They do, yeah. So Facts. you know, he looks at he's on his last legs. Older. Last legs, to be honest. Oh. With you. Yeah. yeah. Um, last year, and that's it. The final shot is John ranging north of the wall with the wildlings. And I did say to you guys, it would be interesting if if they said that he's the king of the north because I think. John, you touted it um, in previous weeks. King beyond the wall. That he he would finish beyond the wall when he did, which is a very great call. Good prediction. Uh, And do you... He is essentially probably... I'm depressed that that... I'm depressed that, you know, most of the stuff I say is just a nonsense. It is. It's a nonsense. I don't want it to come Drunken rage. I don't want to sit here and go, well, this 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 garbage that I've said is going to come true. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a professional by any means. So if we I try, say, try oh, it's going to end with him, you know, tickling. Ghost right, belly. It, okay, he didn't, quite sweet. he didn't tickle his belly, but, you know, but close enough. Tickle him. Oh, tickle him, tickle him. <laughs> oh, my kid's going to see this. Um, and, then he, and then he ends up beyond the wall. Like, yeah. oh, fucking hell, you're, you've, you're having a laugh in you. I'm not happy with that. <sighs> He's, you know, I mean... Is that even what it's? Isn't it? Don't you think it's really clumsily done as well? Like yes. I don't even know what's happening there. Like, why has he got this crowd of wildlings around him? Why is he allowed to just walk off as well? It felt weird the final shot of the show, and I get what they're trying to do. That the first episode started beyond the wall, mm. where you have the rangers and they discover the white walkers. For me, a perfect sort of synergy to the end of the show would have been them ranging north of the wall again and to see the White Walkers again. Now that, for me, is a tragic sort of story and something that is explored in the show in a way because we get in the prequel series, which deals with the long night that happened 8,000 years ago. Mm. How is the Night King still alive? Why is he still there? How are they still an entity, the White Walkers? We don't understand. Mm. We will find out. But to just have that shot of the wildlings just walking back into the north when the wildlings have been so sidelined, really, like for the last couple of episodes, felt like a bizarre way to end the, the show. To end the show, we finished the episode and we were like, there's got to be an end credit scene. Volvo came up. No end credit scene. That's <laughs> yeah, a sponsor here like, in England. I knew Volvo was going to turn up in the end. <laughs> yeah. Devastated. Um, anyone want to add anything about the the episode in general? Because I'm, I'm opening it to the floor. I know listeners has been negative, but I'm sorry. We're very raw and emotional at this stage. How is it that it would have been better if they'd have just been decimated? Like, how is that? How is it? I feel that way. That's that is depressing. <laughs> mm. I mm. I think you could end the show at episode three of this season just with mm. Arya killing the Night King because that was such a an amazing moment mm. that I think was so well earned actually, and we 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 praise that episode. <laughs> the music, the acting, the emotion we felt when we saw that scene. If that was the final episode of Game of Thrones and they just had like 
five or ten minutes afterwards going mm. now the realm can be safe let you know and someone's oh, fucking it. danny's queen or whatever and she's okay oh, end I'm, with a sitcom and yeah it would have felt okay I, I just feel like this is silly this is silly mm. um lucy anything to add um i would just say actually i think amelia clark did a really good job this season just to give it a little bit tiny little positivity no she did she did do a good um, job i thought she did really well you can only give do what you're given exactly and know? i think sometimes she's been a little bit wooden but I really bought her performance um, this season. Generally, it's been massively disappointing. And yeah, shit. Can't really end it on a positive other than I thought she was quite good. Mm. Mm. Gareth? I think um, even this episode, they, they picked the, the wrong part to end it on. And yeah. it probably, it, I think it would have had more impact if it, if the whole thing had ended with Drogon flying away with Danny. Yeah. And we don't we didn't need to see all this all the i mean political maneuvering was the the key strength of the show in the first few seasons it was amazing yeah and everything that happens after drogon flies off is an absolute shambles like like it's written by gcse media students <laughs> it it is shit and i didn't i didn't i would rather have not seen how they resolved the mm, the power yeah. struggle mm. than see that yeah. Again, I mean, look, I, I was fast forwarding for a post credit scene, uh, such as the damage that the MCU has, has done to me, where I just wanted them to end with uh, Drogon and some little eggs. Yeah, uh, that'd be nice. Yeah. But having said that, if that had happened, I probably would have lost my temper because that is shit as well. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I think, look. It's been eight years, and this isn't the end for Bastards and Broken Things. It's been a long podcast. It's been a long podcast. (laughs) Feels like eight years. Uh, We've been watching the show for eight years. We've been reading the books for as long or longer. Mm. And um, it means a lot to us, and we care a lot about the product, and and we care a lot about the characters, because at the end of the day, the characters are the things that we fell in love with about this this show, and it just feels that the characters have been sidelined this season. So that's why our take is so negative. It feels like the motivations are incorrect. It feels like they're rushed. It feels like we're missing scenes Mm. with these characters having serious conversations and political manoeuvring, like you said, Gareth, that we haven't had, you know, for the last two seasons, really. And it's a shame. The showrunners said in an interview, um, I can't remember which one, it was one of the late night shows, and they said, they said, what are you going to do for the finale? And the showrunners said, um, we're going to turn our phones off, we're going to take our wives away, and we're going to not, you know, just not listen Ooh. to anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get very um, saucy there. There's a reason why they're doing that, because they know they fucked this up. And if I were them, I wouldn't turn their phones on. Ever because they're hired to do Star, they're hired to do Star Wars. I can tell you something right now: Disney will be reconsidering that appointment after this. Nah, they, they no, they genuinely will. Ryan Johnson was just sacked after the Last Jedi, which I actually thought was a pretty good film. And we really enjoyed. Oh, I liked it. Yeah. yeah, they, they, this doesn't. They, these, those Star Wars films that come out for years, they have got time. They're not even in pre-production. They're not even scripted. I genuinely fear for their. Star Wars career now and the thing is though so, it, it's terrible but they're a duo yeah so when I think of Star Wars I just think you're better off going solo Oh, yeah so oh, yeah good. very good it's good that so I think I'm you're better off job, going Skywalker <laughs> 
Uh, it's not the end of uh, Bastards of Broken Things content because what we are going to be doing is we are going to be coming back Slagging next week. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. We're not going to be talking about this episode. We're going to be coming back next week. We're going to talk about our highs and uh, lows, but mainly highs <laughs> because we don't want to do this again. It's going to be short podcast. Um, highs of the Game of Thrones entire history so we're going to choose our favorite episodes we're going to choose our favorite moments from the books we're going to talk about our characters and what what scenes we like our characters in the most we're going to take your comments as well listeners on instagram facebook Mm. uh we're going to mention some feedback finally in this podcast because we feel like we haven't been able to do that we want to know your thoughts on the finale as well Mm. if you completely disagree with us and you think this was excellent fair play as i said we are jealous we wish we could feel that way about the show you can email us your thoughts or write to us on social media as some of you already have sorry we haven't got back to you we try and avoid spoilers before we watch the show you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com or alternatively get in touch with us on social media fan critical on facebook fan underscore critical on instagram and at fan critical pod on twitter we are active on all of them quite a lot we all manage different ones so you'll get a different response every time um i want to say it's been emotional guys we have started this journey together um it means a lot to us Mm. sorry for the negativity listeners you know we try and be as honest as we can this is honest this is our honest opinions Mm. and i think you'd prefer us to be honest than to lie and sugarcoat and say we like something because general consensus says that you know but to be fair though um if we do get more subscribers on patreon and we get more money we can change our opinions (laughs) bribes um i'm more than happy to change my opinions based on you know a couple of patreon subscribers yeah a couple of bucks here and there, you know <laughs> i can love this episode I it was a great episode john does lots of things for money that we do not speak about and emma's not even here and she'll do anything for money really you can't say that <laughs> so there's nobody here to defend herself <laughs> it, oh, is true. it is true i want to thank uh, everyone for listening to us this season as i said it's not over tune in next week for our you know game of thrones overall thoughts where we'll try and be a lot more positive i want to say thanks to gaz in australia Thanks, mate. And uh, obviously your kin, Edmure Tully, for turning up this episode. I want to thank John, <laughs> House Tully. Cheers, mate. Now ruled by Samuel, your lord and liege. We write books. And uh, Lucy, your new queen is uh, Sansa, queen yeah, of the north. queen of the north. You could be Arya, sailing off if you want. No, nah, I want to be Sansa. Okay, you could be Sansa. You are queen of the nah, north. Sail off. Sail off. Sail away with me, are you? days are over. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to thank you listeners again one more time. Thank you very much for listening Cheers, to us. Cheers, Len, mate. No worries, well, mate. Thanks, Len. It's you been can't l- do a podcast without Littlefinger. That's true. Yeah? You scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Manipulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very and much, now guys. now our watch has ended. And now our watch has oh, ended. Oh, Valar yeah, Morghulis. Valar de Harris. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.